graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. If I only could, I'd set the world on fire. Say fuck the world. If I only could, I'd set the world on fire. Fuck um, I said, certified freak, seven days a week, wet ass p-word, make that pullout game weak, yeah, 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 you effin' with some wet ass p-word, bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass p-word, give me everything you've got for this wet ass p-word, beat it up n-word, catch a charge, extra large and extra hard, put this p-word right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card, Hop on top, I wanna ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This keyword is wet, come take a dive. It continues uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Stay the fuck at home. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Hello, and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And Paul, I'm dying here. I'm dying. We still haven't gotten any of the the beautiful Pua money, as we started the last episode with the the Pua. But I did get a notification from the Department of Labor saying, like, oh, we're going to be getting $300, maybe four. Just keep holding on. Just just hold on a little bit longer. Like, I mean, I was lucky enough where, like, I live inexpensive enough where I kind of squirreled away a little bit of money. But I feel really bad for people that are, like... Really stuck on, you know, because I've, I've been I've been paying my rent <laughs> yeah. and and you know taking care of that and uh, as 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 we were talking about before the new before the episode started, um, I'm probably going to be moving soon. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sick and tired of the place I'm living now. Um, <clears throat> I think my landlord, you know, <laughs> as discussed many times on this podcast, uh, the issues I've been having with my landlord for the past six months or actually, wow, Jesus Christ, eight months. I <laughs> it's just in my mind, I think it's still June for the past eight months that I've been <laughs> having with my landlord. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna move again. And so, uh, looking at apartments today and, and it's so weird how like the, the, how is it that you would think the prices would be going down with everyone like not working and shit like that, but I cannot find an inexpensive apartment. Well, I mean, I found one, and it's in the hood. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And it's uh, like I already live in the hood, so I think like you know, you know, um, staying, you know, uh, moving to a slightly worse hood is not really going to change my life much. Hopefully, knock on wood. And, uh, but it is a bigger apartment. It's a little more expensive, but then again, when you think of the price per, like, square foot, uh, you know, it's gonna be nicer, uh, to just, you know, and plus, like, it just, I'm sick and tired of my landlord and his bullshit. So, uh, 
we'll be getting out of that. But uh, I, I don't know uh, this this the we're getting these notifications like oh you know we may be getting you know because it was six hundred dollars and that's what everyone was getting and now it's going to be either three and or four hundred dollars that people are getting they keep telling us so i i'm hoping and i'm expecting the way they worded it that it's going to be like a retroactive thing um people still haven't gotten that second stimulus check but you know between those two i think i'll be all right you know moving uh you know because it's also like because I know once once things get back to quote unquote normal and people and, and landlords start taking their, their tenants to court and shit like that, um, you know, because I had explained in the past, yeah, my landlord wanted to jack my rent up. So, uh, you know, I think I think as soon as things go back to normal and they start taking cases again, uh, taking people to court, like my landlord will probably try to, you know, take me to court. So let me get the fuck out of here before it becomes a problem, you know. Um, so, uh how are things by you? Uh, well, you know, I'm working eight hours a day now because, you know, I have to be hourly. So now because of all this COVID bullshit, so I get to be the I get to be one of the few people that has to actually work eight hours in my company. So there's that. Now with the one of the things, um, you know, uh, now we're going back to school. We're getting ready. We're, like it, it blows my mind that we're like we're like a week away from like. Uh, Labor mm-hmm. Day, and uh, I think we had discussed this the last episode also about you know there's kids in the South who've already gone back to school, and yeah. uh, you know colleges that have already started going back to classes, and of course it's turning out to be a, a huge fucking catastrophe where you know there are outbreaks and stuff like that and stuff's being suspended. Uh, but as for us, or at least uh, as for my daughter, uh, they're going to be doing the first ten weeks uh, from school. At a at like a homeschooling or you know mm-hmm. uh, or remote remote learning, I guess is the is the proper answer to that, and then uh, then they're gonna go reevaluate and see where, where where we go where we go from there, but like that's weird because it's sort of like ten weeks beginning of September that takes us like September October mm-hmm. like halfway through November, uh, which is you know two and a half months it's like our, our teachers going to be giving out report cards <laughs> like, are the parents like how are they going to be doing like i mean obviously you know there's attendance in zoom meetings and stuff like that um but it's going to be weird because how could they how do you take official like roll call well like what if a kid is there and then you know well you know it, it's it, it's it's kind of uh, it just reminds me of this last semester that i had with my kid it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a clusterfuck I'm going to be honest with you because, you know, they want, excuse me, they want these kids to be in front of the screens and it's just like, they're not like, I've heard some schools are like, and I don't, I don't think this is like this in New York state, but there's some schools that are like, well, you need to have, um, what is it? You need to be in school uniform. You can't be sitting on the couch. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. I'm like, um, well, first of all, fuck you. Um, <laughs> second of all, um, fuck you again. And, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of these, some of the schools that have gone back to like kids going in school, like kids have like, uh, partitions at their desks. Like they have like little like plexiglass. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it's partitions, but it's like, you know, the front left, you know, the front left and right. It almost looks like you're driving a car when you're sitting at your desk. Um, 
you know, and it's going to be hard, you know, when you kids are already fucking ADD as it is. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard enough. And then, you know, then you got parents and, and, you know, and I, I'm going to try to be there, you know, I'm going to try to be there for my, my, my daughter's teacher. And, you know, I've been lucky enough where my daughter's had some good teachers in the past and, and I, I don't want to be a scumbag, you know, but I can't be there. I can't watch the, if, if I'm working or if I'm doing things around the house, like I can't keep an eye on her to make sure she's sitting there attentively looking at the screen. You know, if, if well, like, hypothetically, if I, if I go back to work and she's working, we're both going to be sitting in front of computers and, uh, you know, I'm too busy making phone calls and shit like that. I'm not going to be able to, to keep an eye on her and make sure that, uh, you know, she's, she's, you know, sitting up and paying attention and stuff like that. I mean, I guess it's the job, but I wonder, like, is the teacher, like, I guess if the teacher collects, like, the parents, like, text, like, like the teacher could text you during the day, like, could you tell your kid to pay attention? <laughs> like, it's going to be really weird. It's going to be like this weird feedback loop of like, I guess if the teacher, or maybe the teacher sends you an email or something like that, or just calls your phone. Yeah. And, and there was a, there was a kid in, um, I want to say Alabama, uh, because I know, you know, we, you have Darrell down in Alabama. I have another friend of mine that's from down there. And, uh, like, the kid had like BB guns in the background or BB gun rifles. Yeah. And, and like the teacher, the teacher made like, you know, the teacher called, you know, the police and all this other shit over something that I believe the kid was allowed to have anyway. But just once again, just like, and you would think like something like that, like, how about you go to the parents first? How about you talk to the parents and say like, cause, yeah. cause, it, and it wasn't like the kid was there pointing the fucking BB gun at the fucking camera. It, it, they were literally like on racks hanging off the wall right and the teacher made a big deal about it so it, it is going to be pretty interesting you know like now i have to set up a, a corner of the house for my kids to go to go to class and stuff like that and and it's hard it's you know i mean at least like i think when i moved to my new place uh one of the things that drew me to it i mean once again i mean it's in the hood but the apartment itself is pretty nice it's it's big for the money um, you know, it's just cheap because it's in a horrible fucking area. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, where I, I like, I, I can, I can probably set up a corner where my daughter can, you know, do her studies and, and not have an issue. But, uh, you know, it, it's so weird that now we have to set up, like, you have to set up a little space. Cause I mean, like, we do the podcast, but we're not doing a video podcast. We're not, you know, we're not looking at each other. I'm sitting here, like, since it's, since it is the middle of the summer, oh, God, but uh, I couldn't, I couldn't stare at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's funny because both of us are like, you know, cause it just makes the recording better if we turn off the air conditioner. So I'm sitting here topless, <laughs> sweating. Oh my God. <laughs> Should you know, we turn on the camera, everybody would puke. Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> People don't want to see my hairy nipples. But uh, want to see me. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> okay. And, and that's the whole thing is that, you know, like, you know, and what is it going to – well, I mean, at least Zoom Zoom and Skype, they do kind of um, – they, they put a compressor on the mic. So, like, uh, the usual background noises are, are, are suppressed or whatever. But, you know, uh, but then again, if you got – you know, 16 people on a Skype call and everyone's got their air conditioners going. You know, what is that? Is that going to be a lot of, I mean, hopefully, I don't know. It's, and then, you know what, what thing popped into my head the other day was what about the kids that were on their way to, on their way to being left back? Yeah. You know, cause there were, I mean, you know, every year there's summer school. Every year there's kids in summer school. There are kids who don't make the fucking cut. And, I mean, there, there were kids that, 
this year basically got like a free free year basically yeah they got a free promotion they got you know a, yep. like a social promotion because you know the school year ended before ahead of time yep. and and they you know before without any kind of like paperwork or or, or you know because i'm pretty sure you can't just you can't just leave a kid back without you know willy-nilly i'm pretty sure you need paperwork to back it up and 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 proven test results and stuff like that but if the school year was cut you know three quarters or a quarter short you know there are kids who were probably if the school year if everything was back to normal those those <laughs> dumb and i don't say dumbasses but i'm just saying <laughs> you know there were kids that were on their way to fucking going to summer school and uh they didn't go to summer school they got fucking socially promoted to the next grade you know, and it's bad enough. Then you got ki- the parents. You know, you got kids that are who who haven't had any kind of real education or real kind of like yeah, you know, uh, routine uh, for education. You know, for the past couple of months. You know, and, and I'm not look. There's fucking blood on my hands. Also, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm waking my daughter up every day at eight o'clock in the morning and saying, okay, it's time to wake up. You know, for no fucking reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I'm gonna sleep in, I'm gonna fucking sleep in. <laughs> if I'm waking up at eleven, I'm gonna wake up at eleven. You know, so you know, it's not, it's not like uh, I've been keeping a, a healthy schedule myself. You know, so I don't know. It's gonna be a swift kick in the ass come come September. When it comes to you know the people with the social uh, with the remote schooling, uh, yeah, um, my son is supposed to be. I mean, right now he's supposed to be. He only goes to school Thursday, Friday, and Monday, Tuesday. He's supposed to be doing online learning. And I said to the counselor, I'm like, listen, like you need to give my kid more time to do stuff. You need to give him some leeway because there's no way that I'm gonna fucking you know what I mean like deal with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so so he's doing he's actually physically going to school. Yeah, it's it's the hybrid one where it's like two days in school, two days online kind of thing. So yeah, which I think like after the ten weeks, I think with, with like my daughter, like once the ten weeks are up, they're gonna do the whole uh, hybrid thing, which is like I'm still you know I'm still worried about you know like any any parent is gonna be it's ju- totally justified in being worried about. You know, having their kid go back to school or whatever in a. I mean, do I do I really want him to go back into school with all this shit going on? No, because I know some stupid ass is gonna send their kid into the school and you know not tell anybody, so mm-hmm. it won't necessarily be the kid's fault. Or I mean, the the not the kid's fault, the um um the uh, the school's fault, but. At the same time, it's like I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it's it's so. yeah, it's just gonna be a big clusterfuck. Um, all right. Uh, let me see. I don't. It's so weird. Like I, I put notes <laughs> together for the podcast, and it really it's so weird that like not not much has happened in the past couple of weeks. Uh, my daughter turned ten, which is sort of weird. You know that like you know I started this podcast. You know this this podcast turned eight a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. she's 10 and 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 uh i think like i came up uh, the other day i had the, it was the anniversary of when you joined because you joined you joined episode 123 right. and here we are this is 313 like 187 or actually this this will be 188 episodes later uh but yeah it's just it's so weird that like and my thing is that like with this podcast i mean this may not be like groundbreaking fucking material but you know what, if i fucking die tomorrow 
at least there's like a record out there of like for the last couple of years of my life. I mean, you know, who would have thought like when I started this podcast that, you know, like my daughter's mother would pass away and, you know, and fucking the 50 jobs that I've had since, since I started this podcast and all the apartments that I've moved to and stuff like that and just trying to raise my kid. Like, you know, like the very, very first episodes of this podcast, like, you know, there's like, you can hear my daughter like literally like in the background before she could like barely talk and stuff like that. And now, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird to see how the, you know, this is sort of just a record of my life. So even if I die tomorrow, like my daughter will have like some sort of record of, of my life. Um... Now don't start crying. Don't <laughs> well, start crying. well, I'm gonna start crying because I would say that you know I I think we mentioned this last episode, but you know New York Comic Con has been officially canceled. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and I, now I'm gonna start crying. Um, but the people, and it's weird because I for some reason I always thought that the New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con were the same organizers, and I don't think so. I, 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 it gets confusing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, New York Comic Con. Uh, the organizers are these people called Read Pop, and then you know, and we, you learn that real quick when you're like on the mailing list because you get fucking fifty thousand emails a day from Read Pop, and, and not that I complain about that. It's you know, um, you know, it's all like press releases and stuff like that, and oh, you know, check out this and check out that because you know they they know how to market. And they know that people with podcasts and people with blogs and people with YouTube channels and stuff like that, we're going to talk about it. So um, what they did was, since New York Comic Con wasn't happening this year, and they, like, they organize a bunch of other cons. You know, like, New York Comic Con is like their crown jewel, but they, they do, you know, they do ones like in Florida and a couple other ones. I think they do another one up in New England. So um, they kind of for the lack of a better term, combined all of those into one called the Metaverse. And that was supposed to be... Now, it's so weird because they introduced the Metaverse and then, like, they had everything planned for that, but then they had the official, like, cancellation of New York Comic Con. So now, New York Comic Con will have its own online uh, Comic Con, the way San Diego did, and hopefully a lot better organized. And uh, the same way DC Fandome and like like pretty much the whole nerdy the whole half of the podcast of the nerdy news is all just DC fandom uh, announcements and stuff like that. But like the DC fandom felt organized and well done. Uh, San Diego Comic Con was a fucking clusterfuck. The metaverse kind of came and went. I wanted to follow it, you know. And it's so weird when they have like, oh great, here we're gonna have this panel and it's it's you know it's all these superstars, but then it's like. You know, here's Jane Smith on how to like be a cosplayer, and 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 don't be wrong, that's how Comic Con is. You know, like you could go to the big halls and see like you know the big panels, but it's so funny that like the same uh, the same coverage or the same like you know they you know here's the you know here's the cast of Lucifer you know season whatever five on Netflix you know and then here's you know Jane Smith's <laughs> guide to being a, a cosplayer. <laughs> You know, right. and so it's like, you know, it's so weird how, like, you know, they all, uh, you know, they get the kind of same treatment, even though they're nowhere near the same. Uh, so, uh, the metaverse, you know, and, and don't be wrong, I, I love New York Comic Con. I tried to get into the metaverse. I couldn't, I like, you know, I, I watched a couple of videos and I was just like, you know, you lose interest real fast. Um, let me see what else. Uh, college football. Do you give a shit that there's no college football? Or, or, I, I give or a shit. Or, or I give a do. shit that there's. I give a shit that there's. They're trying to do it. <laughs> like I don't get. I, I don't understand why like these. Some of these teams think they can like just 
you know, can even play at this point because it's like, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I just, it's, it's sort of weird. Like maybe because like I grew up like one, I just grew up just not being into sports at all. Like even though all my friends were into sports um, and then like growing up in the nineties, like friends of mine wore like, it was sort of like the street thing to wear like college university, like, you know, you'd wear like the, the UNLV jacket or like, you know, the St. John's or, or, uh, you know, like I had friends that wore all types of like college university. And I, that's the funny thing is I know colleges more from just like stuff that people wore in the street. Like I could give two shits. I've never watched. And like, if I don't give a shit about regular sports, I really don't give a shit about college sports. And, um, it's sort of weird how like, <sighs> You know, there are these people that are fucking, like, dying now that there's no college sports. And I, I came across this really good post where they're like, if these schools are really struggling because the college football isn't going on, it just proves that they were really a football program that, like, did education on the side. <laughs> mm-hmm. You sure. know, if football's their fucking main focus, you know, when they're supposed to be colleges, they're supposed to be pushing people. And and, and don't get me wrong, I guess there's a, there's a market for it. There's that... There's that lame old guy, Al Bundy, you know, I peaked in college sort of guy that likes college football because, like, that reminds them of their glory days and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, I just don't get it. Maybe because, you know, and it's not like my family, it's not like there's a big university that, like, everyone in my family went to or anything like that. So I have no legacy to follow or anything like that. So I could give two shits about college football, you know, and... You know, it just seems to me, and especially like, you know, when you hear all the stories about like how college players get fucked and, you know, like they don't get paid well or they don't get paid at all. And, you know, I mean, I think that's more with the basketball, but still, you know, that, that, you know, it's, it's like a fucking, it's like slavery. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but they're getting a free ride. No, they're not getting a free ride. They're like, well, you know, they're getting a college education, but it's sort of at the expense, you know, like you're only getting this college education because you know how to throw a fucking ball. You know, it seems like a, it seems like, people getting education for the wrong fucking reasons because you know you gotta have you gotta have you know because the, the sports are fucking you know it's 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 it's, it's minor it's mostly a minority game you know what i'm saying like the, all the people on the field are minorities but all the people who like watching it are fucking white boys it's, it's like a it's like an extension of slavery or something like that i don't know <laughs> i mean oh you know that's that's my hot take on on college I sports. i don't know i just i i just feel like Unless you're kind of doing what the NBA or the NHL, for that matter, are doing, where they're in a bubble, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like you're you're setting yourself up for disaster. The, you know, Major League Baseball has been doing okay, but they've had to cancel a lot of games because you know they're not in a bubble. They're just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh look, we're you know, here's another COVID case. Now we got to shut down the whole thing. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, and then, you know, it's not also, you know, whenever they do something like this, it's not just, you know, it's not, it's not just the players. You got people got to work the lights. You got people got to work the cameras. You got to people, you know, people have to work, you know, even though it's like, okay, there's no audience there. There's still a fucking crew of people, you know, of, uh, you know, union workers that have to make sure that the fucking stadium itself is up to fucking snuff. You know what I'm saying? People right. that clean the studio, people that clean the stadium, people that, you know, make sure everything is organized. There's a whole crew of people that have to come to work and get shit done before the players even touch the field. So, 
you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just asking for trouble, you know? And I mean, I guess, you know, maybe it's because I'm more like a nerd and I like, like nerdy shit and superhero stuff or whatever that like sports doesn't appeal to me. But like it, it, to me, it seems like such a fucking, it's a waste of fucking effort. But I guess, you know, some people need their sports the way I need my fucking, you know, Batman movie or some shit like that. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's because I don't get it and I, you know, I'll try to be open minded about it, but it seems like a lot of work for fucking no payoff. Um, let me see. Uh, did you, did you hear the Ben Shapiro wet ass pussy? Uh, what? <laughs> all right. So, you Wait, know, what? so, you know, Cardi B. Cardi B came out with a song called WAP, W-A-P, Wet Ass Pussy. I've heard, yes. <laughs> okay. And there was, there's another girl, something The Stallion or The Stallion or some shit. It's, mm-hmm. some, it's some other girl that I never heard of, but I guess, you know, Cardi B is, like, making her famous because they both did the songs together. So, you know, then there's conservative, uh, uh, conservative talking head Ben Shapiro. Uh, he starts talking about the lyrics of the song. So... And it's him like, but obviously he can't curse, but he's like, this wet ass P word. <laughs> Come get some of this wet ass P word and extra large and I'm in charge. And it's him reading the lyrics. And it's really funny to hear like this corny fucking like conservative white guy read the, read the lyrics to a Cardi B song. Well, then uh-huh. he, so then he starts talking about, he starts making tweets about, you know, the song's called Wet Ass Pussies. It's about women, you know, they're so turned on, their pussy's wet, and like, you need a mop and bucket to clean up this wet ass pussy, you know, the shit. And, and so he goes like, you know, if a woman's getting that wet, that means, you know, there's something wrong with her vagina or something like that. So like, it, he's almost like, <clears throat> he's almost like giving himself up saying like he never got his wife wet and stuff like that because like he's talking about like, like a woman's pussy's not supposed to get that wet. And like, I don't well, even know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> well, because I'm just saying, in in the song, there's lyrics that like the lyric is like literally, you need a mop and the, the the lyrics are, you need a mop and bucket to clean up this wet ass pussy. So oh, so Chris. Ben so Ben Shapiro is talking about like, oh, if you need a mop and bucket, there's something clearly wrong with your vagina. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know. I've never needed a mop and bucket, but you know, if you could get a woman turned on, you know, you can make a big wet sloppy mess. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ, what is going on? Chris? I'm just saying, so like but I mean it's obviously like he's kind of oh giving himself god. up by saying that he never turned on a woman to the point where like she was like really fucking wet and sloppy and slippery and and and, and <laughs> he never got the pussy that I, wet before. I don't know, but I don't know if you can see well you can't see me, but I'm I'm shaking my head at you right now. I just i all i'm saying is look if you know what you're doing you know <laughs> what, what, what he's obviously never ass? seen a wet ass pussy um oh lord what is wrong with you <laughs> you know it is what it is you know? <laughs> okay for everybody out there somebody get chris laid because clearly he needs to get fucking laid um <laughs> well i mean I, I guess i've had good experiences in the past that <laughs> I, I, I don't know. even know what to say to that. Honestly, I'm just, I, I okay. can't. I can't keep them, but I get them. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Okay. All right. So before we go to the break, I mean, obviously, you know, the, um, you know, I'm, I'm really getting pissed off about all the post office boxes being taken down. The, the blue post office boxes, putting, mm-hmm. putting locks on them, and then you know this bogus excuse that like, oh, we're taking the ones, we're taking the, the, the post office boxes that have been vandalized are you kidding me these things are fucking iron 
or steal or whatever the fuck. The, you can't vandalize. Okay, vandalize. Okay, as in, yeah, okay, you can write marker on them and shit like that. But, I mean, it's not like people don't know what a fucking blue mailbox looks like. You know, I don't care if you fucking painted it fucking, you know, green. People know what, the, you know. But, okay, and they're like, oh, vandalize. I, back in the day, people used to put fucking M80s. You can't, you can hit a fucking car into a, you can smash a car into a fucking, uh, of one of those blue fucking steel mailboxes and they don't get damaged. So this bullshit line, you know, magically when, when Trump puts someone in charge of, of, of the post office, uh, you know, they're taking, uh, taking down the blue boxes. They're, they're throwing out, uh, mail sorting machines. They're telling, they're, they're, they're decommissioning mail sorting machines and not even like letting them go back online and stuff like that. Which, you know, the post office was never meant to be a fucking business. It's meant to be a service for the, for the people. You know, uh, when, 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 when you have a service that moves, and I forgot the exact number, but it's something to the effect of over 400 million pieces of mail a day. I want, I want to say it's either 420 or 450, but over 400 million pieces of mail a day, you know, like, oh, because we're worried about, you know, the, um, mail fraud and stuff like that. Like, they're worried about mail fraud uh, for, for the, for voting and shit like that. And it's like, even if every single fucking citizen, uh, you know, not, you know, not to mention people over, over 18, you know, every single citizen of the United States fucking voted, uh, in the mail, it would still be like 1% of what the mail handles on a regular day, you know, and if people could get fucking medication in the mail or get your driver's license in the mail or, or, or other super important documents in the mail, um, voting shouldn't be, you know, they're, they're making a boogeyman out of this whole thing. And, uh, I think it's fucking disgusting that, you know, that they're trying to choke the fucking post office, which was, you know, it's a service. It's not a business. It's, it's a service given to the people so we can, you know, if I want to send a fucking letter to, 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 to California from upstate New York, it only costs me, you know, 40 something cents. So, you know, I don't know the exact, I forgot exactly how much a, 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 a stamp is, but if I want to send a, an average letter, you know, it doesn't, you know, you talk about FedEx, and don't be wrong, I got nothing against FedEx or UPS as a whole. They're businesses, they offer service, um, you know, they're, 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 they're obviously, you know, private businesses like that and DHL, and they're carrier services, they're courier services. And of course, they, they provide a service and that's, that's all fine and good. You can't, if, you know, this attempt to fucking like, choke the post office so they can get it privatized it's gonna be ridiculous because if you walk into a fedex and mind you i work for fedex it's just full full disclosure but like the cheapest fucking option for fedex is like 16 bucks you know for you to get anything anywhere you're paying 16 dollars so from fucking 47 cents so whatever a stamp is these days uh to 16 dollars is a huge fucking jump you know, and, and obviously, you know, uh, FedEx has its own infrastructure and its own planes and its own airports. I mean, so does the post office, obviously, but, you know, the post office employs so many people and I, I have, you know, my god sister, my godfather, I have, I have, uh, you know, uncles and great uncles and cousins and family in Puerto Rico that work for the post office, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure I have family members here in the United States, you know, when I, in the United States, like Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but you know what I mean? In the continental United States that work for post office also. And it's like, it, it blows my mind that like people are letting this shit happen. And what really kills me is like the people who work for the post office and like their boss goes, oh yeah, take down these fucking 50 mailboxes. And it just blows my mind. It's like, 
you know, can't you fight it? I mean, I guess it's kind of hard. I mean, for you to go against your boss, but like, I wish, I wish it was like a weird union thing with the post office where they said, no, we're not going to take any more boxes. And they would probably be taken down more if people, if there wasn't a pushback. Cause they kind of slow down. But still, if, if, if they had it their way, they'd be doing it a lot more, which is like, you, you can't get rid of the post office. Or if you do get rid of the post office, people are going to learn real fucking quick <laughs> that it was a service that we all need. And, um, then of course there's the, the announcement that, uh, Kamala Harris has been, uh, nominated for the Democratic vice president. There's all these fucking dummies saying that like, oh, as soon as Joe Biden wins, he's going to step down. Which I think is a, that's yeah, a that's, that's stupid, stupid thing to think. That's really stupid. And then there's other people. I had these other people on my on my like my Facebook, you know, where they're like, oh, um, he's on, he only chose her because she's black and she's a woman, and that's like that's racist because you know you know like you're not letting a white guy get the job because you know he he only because she fits the right uh, profile or whatever. And I'm like, how about the fact that when Kamala Harris and Obama, Barack Obama, they've known each other for like 30 fucking years. They were friends. They knew each other back when both of them were nobodies. When they, I think they both worked out of Chicago or Illinois. Don't don't quote me on that. My point is, is Kamala, Kamala, <laughs> I want to say Kamala because I keep thinking of the wrestler. Uh, Kamala, like think of a comma. Kamala Harris knew Barack Obama before he was Barack Obama. She supported him. Back in the day, uh, she was part of his like original team. He became a thing. He brought Joe Biden, and of course, Joe Biden had his reputation as a senator from back in the day. But like you know, Joe Biden wasn't exactly a household name before Barack Obama fucking made him his vice president. And so now, now Joe Biden is sort of returning the favor by having Kamala Harris as his vice president. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, don't get me wrong. It's still like this weird kind of fucked up favoritism, cronyism. But, you know, for people that are like, oh, he just chose her because she's black and she's a woman. You know, how about the fact that she helped his old boss get his reputation, so he's sort of returning the favor. You know, so, I don't know. It, it, it just, for people that are like, you know, oh, he's just just because she's a black and a woman, or, or the people who think, that, oh, you know, as soon as he gets to office, he's going to resign and make her the fucking vice president. That's just fucking bullshit. Um... And then one last thing before we go to break. Um, I have a lot of real left, left, left leaning pro- progressives. And, uh, everyone's getting bent out of fucking shape. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a super big, uh, Kamala Harris fan. I'm not a super big Joe Biden fan. But for the time being, you know what? You gotta eat some shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, all over my Facebook, I had Bernie Sanders. I had, you know, AOC. You know, I, I, I supported them. You know, if I had it my way, I would be voting for Bernie Sanders. And I'm pretty sure, you know, and, and there's going to be people that are going to like penciling in Bernie Sanders uh, on Election Day. And it's like, you know, you're sort of you're 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 giving Trump you're giving Trump a fucking you're giving him headway by just go for Biden. I understand, you know, yes, this is not what you wanted and this is not um you know this voting for Biden. You know, oh, you know they're all. You know they're they're no different than than uh, Donald Trump or whatever. It, and it's like it's a step in the right fucking direction. You know, and I, I understand. Look, I, I understand everyone's a little butt hurt about fucking about 
Bernie Sanders not getting the nomination or other progressives, you know, and I understand. And the, and the Democratic, you know, the, the DNC needs to get their shit together. Yes, they do. But for the time being, fucking toe the fucking party line. The, the Republicans have been doing it to, to the point where they have their heads up their ass and they're towing the public line, uh, towing the party line for fucking Trump, you know. And, you know, I'd rather do no extra damage <laughs> than, than give it, let, headway to the guy who's been doing nothing but damage for the past four years mm-hmm. you know uh, you know when when biden gets elected he's gonna do he ain't gonna do shit fine i'd rather have a guy not doing shit <laughs> than donald trump fucking you know allowing fucking literally hundreds of thousands of americans to die um and that's it unless you have anything else before we go to the break uh i mean i can i mean since you kind of like went through all of that really quickly um, <laughs> sorry uh, you know, post office boxes. Uh, let's just say that I've been on this earth for 36 years and I've never seen anybody remove post office boxes. So, um, anybody that gives you the excuse of, oh, well, they do this on, no, they don't. They don't do it on a regular basis. It's never happened in my lifetime and that's bullshit if you're trying to play that game. Yeah. Those are steel so. fucking boxes. Now, I remember, look, I'm talking about New York City before Giuliani, before Giuliani cleaned up New York City, when you can go and get the most craziest illegal fireworks in Chinatown that no one could mm-hmm. fucking, you know, and people used to get blockbusters. A blockbuster is a quarter stick of fucking dynamite. People used to stick blockbusters in fucking post office boxes, and the post office box would maybe get a dent, you know what I'm saying, like it would get pushed out a little bit, you know. Are people fucking putting blockbusters in fucking mailboxes anymore? No, that shit doesn't happen. And even if they did, okay, fine, you replace that one box. Not to see this shit where you see 40 boxes on a fucking, on a, on a, oh, we're trying to consolidate. Well, fuck you, consolidate. There's, there's fucking, those mailboxes will fucking survive a, a fucking apocalypse. There's no reason to take them down because of quote unquote vandalism. I don't give a shit. Like I said, the, uh, the post office no, box uh, is the most it's, recognizable it's thing in the world. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit, honestly. And I, I just, I, I can't, as the kids say, I can't co-sign that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, it's such an obvious abuse of power. So, so Camilla Harris, Kamala Harris. Why did you have to say Camilla? Jesus fucking Christ! Now you're fucking me up. Um, comma, like they think of the comma, Kamala, like a, a Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Uh, like I, I honestly thought like okay biden's gonna pick her for like attorney general makes sense she was an attorney general in the state of california i think it's a great idea whatever mm. so he picks her for vice president and i'm just like you realize that this this woman has some problems right yeah like she has problems like i'm not even kidding you like me and Darrell have had this conversation like remember Darrell's a black man um <laughs> <laughs> so like and, and don't get me wrong, I, I understand why they're doing it. They want to have, you know, they they want to get the black vote. And by the way, it's worked because there's a shit ton of black people now that are saying they're going to vote for for Biden. Um, but you know, it, it, you had you had a woman by the name of Val Demings out there, wonderful person. She was uh, pro police, pro everything, pro like that's kind of stuff. Um, she was she was kind of like the perfect candidate that that could be you know for Biden and uh, he he decided to choose Kamala Harris and I'm just like uh like come on dude like why 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 did you have to do me like that you know what I mean like I, yeah I, I just 
Yeah, I'm not exactly thrilled myself, but it's just. No, I'm still gonna vote for Biden. It's just, I, I just, I'm like, out of everybody that you could have gotten, yeah. why did you have to go? With her? I'm just like, okay, well, all right, I guess, I guess that's what we got. So, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not pissed. I'm just kind of disappointed that he did that. Um. And what, what was the last part? I'm I'm sorry, I, I lost kind of track because you kind of like. Oh yeah, I went all over. Well, it just sort of like the progressives being pissed off that like because there's all these people that are upset that like you know since like to choose Biden and uh, Kamala or it's not that we chose Kamala but uh, that you know well, we had so many progressives on the ticket earlier this year you know before everything got you know and like you had said yourself you're like oh why are there 30 fucking people on the <laughs> you know on the on the dnc's list or whatever and i mean you know it got it got brought in and you know i know you you were backing biden since the beginning but you know there was a lot of people that are they're looking for a progressive stance so a lot of representatives that were looking that were that would have represented progressives and we ended up with biden who was very fucking middle of the road and uh you know like people were getting pissed off about that but now like they're so pissed off that they're like oh well i'm just gonna write in bernie sanders on election day and it's sort of like you're doing you're cutting off your nose to spite your face you're 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 yeah, you're you're, you're, I, you're I gonna mean, sabotage biden you're pissed off because you know biden's so middle of the road okay fine but uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna Put a dent in Biden. That all all that's going to do is give Trump uh, an advantage by putting a dent in Biden because you're upset that Sanders didn't get the t- get the ticket. And you know I'm all I was all for Sanders. I was all for Sanders. I had him all over my fucking Facebook, you know, and all this shit. And 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 you know I mean obviously you know I I, I love myself some AOC. You know, give me some Alexandria Ocasio Cortez all day every day. You know and. Uh, you know, but also, but it's one of those deals like, okay, fine, we didn't get what we want, but we now, you know, I'm saying you don't, you don't cut off your nose to spite your face. You don't, well, you she, know, say, well, I'm going to burn it all down because they didn't get, the, they didn't give the candidates that I liked. And it's sort of, well, she even, she even said that she's like, listen, like, I'm voting for Biden, but remember, like, once this, once we get him into office, that's when we got to start fighting for things. And listen, the one thing that I the one thing that I have to say to progressives is this. Listen, um, I get that you want all these free things, but here's the problem: we have this huge mess that was caused by a guy that didn't know how to run the government in the first place. So while you want to do all this other stuff, we have to pay for the all the rest of this stuff that he fucked up, mm-hmm. and we have to repair the relationships that we have because if we don't do that, we're not gonna like we can't get. The things that we need to get, we can't repair our economy. We can't do all this other stuff. Because here's the thing: part of the the thing with our economy is people overseas buy a shit ton of stuff from us. Mm-hmm. So if if some country hates us that we actually like, like we're not going to get anywhere with this. So it, it just it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I I think people just need to shut up, swallow their pride, and just understand that. Um, We'll get him next it time, Tiger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. It's it's not like you're going to get, you know, nothing's going to happen. Like, you know, like, it, it, you're not going to get hurt here. Like, it's all going to be good. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, so I think with that, uh, we'll be back with more Dick and Fart Jokes. Yeah.
This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could it's get out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did be a you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Victory Championship Wrestling presents. Lethal Leap Year, on sale now for $9.99. Don't miss a single body slam or epic moment. Witness the showdown between Big Smooth and Johnny Slaughter for the BCW Championship. Go to bcwaction.com for the exclusive event. Only found on bcwaction.com. And as an added bonus, the first 100 people to order this event will receive a free front row seat to the next event. Now we're back. All right, Paul. So um, I have the nerdy news, but my nerdy news is pretty much everything that happened at, at DC Fandom. Uh, let me uh, kind of quick quick go through some of the other things before we get to the Fandom stuff. Uh, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, we'll get to it in a second. Obviously, I'm a DC fanboy, so I'm super excited. Um, Lovecraft Country. I think the other yeah. day you had I had made this weird post that you were like, "What the fuck did you put?" <laughs> like, I, it was like four pictures, and it was from the most latest episode of um, Lovecraft Country, where it's sort of you know, if people who saw the episode will get that reference or get those references from the pictures that I posted. Um, it's good. It, it's kind of weird because it's it, this comes so soon after The Watchmen, and you know, Lovecraft Country is about um, you know, it, it's a it's it's about uh, it, it reminds me of very much of the beginning of the Watchmen, where it's about race relations in the 1960s, or this might even be the 50s. I'm I'm not 100% sure. I think it's the 50s, but you know, mid 20th century race relations, where you know the, all the main protagonists in the show are black and and they're going to the north uh, for 
you know, they're traveling through the south, but, you know, they're, they're traveling up north to, to quote unquote Lovecraft country to where, you know, and it's so weird because the show very much reminds me of The Watchmen where, you know, because The Watchmen even begins like, you know, in, in, in olden times and, you know, like, you know, Watchmen begins with like, you know, there was a, there was a town in, uh, uh, Arkansas? I for, Jesus, I can't believe I forgot already. I, I forgive my forgive my racial ignorance, but there was there was a town that was basically what they called the Black Wall Street. Where back in the day, they were they were they're very very uh, doing very well, uh, black entrepreneurs and businessmen, and basically the clan. And this is like based on a true story. You know, the clan was so fucking uh, fed up with that town and so angry with it and so upset that like black people were doing something. Uh, you know, making progress that like they bombed the city from like they literally had like planes fly over and drop like homemade bombs on the city and they burnt down fucking buildings and shit like that. So uh, it was based on a it, that was based on a, on a true story. And so um, for Lovecraft Country right after uh, Watchmen to kind of talk about you know like really race relations and like the very first episode there was a thing uh where the characters get stuck in what they call a sundown town and 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 i had i had a, a an old coworker tell me about this a long time ago where like you know it would be in the south and you walk into like a gas station or you walk into a corner store or something like that and there would literally be on, there were there would literally be a sign on the register that says when the sun goes down i better not see your black ass around and it was basically like if you see if you see, like these towns that like if you were black and you were driving after sundown, the cops would just pull you over and 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 or you know or or, or you know, hope you know the cops were fucking you know in the cops were also you know clansmen you know on on their off time and you know if if you got caught after dark in these towns they would you know they would go through the motions of arresting you but you'd end up being lynched for the lack of a better term so um you know like lovecraft country the first episode kind of has you know they mentioned sundown towns and uh they got you know they get stuck with these fucking crazy ass police officers that are trying their best to kill them um it's it's not as interesting as the Watchmen. it's a little boring and i hope that kind of picks up uh you know, like if they if they made the episodes maybe like half an hour or just forty minutes instead of trying to pad out a whole hour, um, the show the entry show would probably be a little more entertaining. Um, the special effects are pretty decent. They they've had or in the past two episodes they've had uh, monsters in each episode. They even had like I mean it's a fantasy scene. The guys kind of having a dream, but they actually show Cthulhu uh, in one of the scenes and stuff like that. So. I'm digging it. I'm I, I'm getting it. Maybe you know, as as the episodes go, you know, the it'll stop being so like because they finally get to where they need to get to, and there's this mysterious place, but it's like this old uh, like fraternity, but it's a bunch of old white guys and in, in tuxedos and stuff like that. So you know, and there's a whole mystery behind that. So it's kind of hard to explain, but like it's okay. I mean, we're only two episodes in, so there's still plenty more to go, but um. Uh, you know, it, it's worth a shot if, if you have HBO Max. Uh, like I said, it very much reminds me of, um, of Watchmen. And then also, then also just recently on Umbrella, on, on Netflix, there was a show Umbrella Academy, which also, uh, this particular season they have, it's a time travel episode, time travel season, and they end up going to the 60s. 
and one of the characters is black and so they kind of have to deal with race relations then so i mean obviously it's it, it's what's in the zeitgeist right now it's what people are there's a lot of race talk and then with riots in the streets and stuff like that it's obviously a very hot button topic um but this is like all this popular media pop you know pop culture is going into it and it's all sort of blending together and so hopefully you know like i said it's good i mean you know i just i wish it was a little better um I've been also watching uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which is the the animated shows. It's on CBS All Access. Um, I don't have CBS All Access, you know, I, I, but I know where to <laughs> I know where to stream things. Um, oh, <laughs> and you know, and it's funny, like, and I'm gonna steal someone else's uh, someone else's review of it, but they said it's basically Rick and Morty in the Star Trek universe, which I mm-hmm. guess that feels like it's it's certainly uh, it's it, it captures it, it sort of has the same animation style as Rick and Morty. Um, I believe the head, the the showrunner was the guy who had worked on Rick and Morty for a little while, but the guy also had a, the guy who also ran Lower Decks also had like a Twitter account for years where I think it was called like Star Trek's The Next Generation Season 8, where like the guy was tweeting out, it was if, it was as if The Next Generation continued and he had a Twitter account making up ideas for episodes so this guy's obviously a fan if you watch the show the guy you know obviously the the the, the you know because it, it, it references characters and aliens and 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 stuff like that from the show from the next generation and obviously and from obviously the the original series also but i mean it it takes place you know there, there's more of a, a next generation influence on the show so it's a comedy it's one of those shows you know like i said it's very much like a rick and morty where things get dark and you know they go visit alien planets where like you know people worship crystals and you know it's weird it's weird and it's out there and it's very cynical in a funny way so uh like i said it very much is like rick and morty if you get a chance to check it out i'd say check it out because it's 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 pretty interesting and um uh let me see uh Right now, one of the bigger things now that people can't go to the theaters or anymore uh, is uh, going to drive-ins. That sort of a thing. Um, I've been, I've been. There was a girl I was talking to who magically stopped fucking talking to me. So, uh, <laughs> but we were going to go to the drive-in uh, by my house, uh, by by where we live, because uh, they were giving Jaws and Jurassic Park. And then, but uh, they're they're organizing this event. This is what kind of kills me, though. The Metallica, the band Metallica, was organizing an event where um, people can people can come and see them play a concert at the drive-in. But they want a hundred and twenty dollars per car to go to the drive-in, and that's just fucking ridiculous. As much as I love Metallica, really, I'm not it's gonna, that much money. A uh, hundred, which I guess again, if you if you get like six people in your car which is not being uncomfortable if you get like six people in a car you're like 20 bucks a head or whatever or, or five people in your car 20 bucks a head yeah that makes sense but i'm not gonna pay 120 dollars and i think even there was a places even had it at 150 dollars a car to see metallica which and once again i love metallica i've seen them I, i've seen them live well i've seen them and i'm not exaggerating well over 30 times but i'm not gonna pay that kind of fucking money uh to see them and I guess, you know, one cool thing is you're in your car, you could crank up your stereo. Uh, other people there obviously like Metallica, so they'll be cranking up their stereos and shit like that. But it's like to sit in your car to see a live, and I, and I don't even think it's a live show. It's like a, I think it's. It's taped. Yeah, it's, it's taped. taped. Yeah. And to see like a show, and it's sort of like, you know, I'm not going to. Now, and what kills me is that a couple of years ago, 
they did live stream a concert or maybe not live stream because it was they were filming it in Germany but it was like you know a couple hours old when we saw it and I paid maybe twenty dollars or thirty dollars you know and I guess yeah if you had 30, you know people in the car paying thirty dollars a head but I mean you know it just you know and it was one of those live events you know uh, whatever I forgot the name of the company that has all the live events but you know it was one of those things but. You know, to charge 120 to 150 dollars a car just seems. I'm looking this up because I I don't I, I I just can't believe that price. Let me I I gotta look this up now. Yeah, look up like Metallica drive-in. Yeah, I'm going through the thing to to take it to where um where you can uh, like on the online purchasing so you can kind of see the pricing and everything. Yeah. So and it's weird. I love how the, like, it literally says general admission. Well, obviously, if you're in your fucking car, it's going to be general admission. But up to six people, one hundred and fifteen dollars, according to what I'm looking at wow. right now on Ticketmaster. Yeah, hundred. Wow. So it's like one hundred fifteen dollars. Yeah, I guess if you get everyone in the wow. car to pay twenty bucks, or maybe less than twenty bucks, but still, it's like that's ridiculous, man. Like, yeah, wow. And, and, and you know, and I love Metallica. I have, I have fucking, I have like fucking like. 10 metallica tattoos but even i'm not gonna fucking pay that price you know and, I, and even if i found it, enough people to go i mean i guess like if you had if you were with like a, a bunch of other rabid fans and stuff like that but like i want to see if there's any comments about this because i'm sure there's people sitting there going why the hell would i spend 115 dollars on this yeah and no mind you what kills me is that metallica if you follow them and if you like them and you follow them on facebook i would say once a week They'll stream a concert. Now, mind you, it's a concert from like, you know, 10 years ago. Cause, cause, uh, they had streamed no. the, they had streamed the concert the other day from, from when they played Yankee Stadium. And I'm I, surprised. I went to that show. I, I went to that show. Uh, there was with, I went with my daughter's mother and that was in the new Yankee Stadium. And, you know, and that's when I was like blown, you know, blown away how like the, the, the new Yankee Stadium looks like it looks like they took a mall and, and like the, the they happened to put a, a baseball field in the middle of a fucking mall. <laughs> um, you know, and it was big and it was it was very elaborate and stuff like that. But and it was and it was Metallica when they were playing what they call the Big Four concert. Where it was Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth and Anthrax. And that's a fucking hell of a ticket. And they played their, they played just their segment. They didn't play the Slayer or Megadeth or, or, or Anthrax. They played their part. But it's like weird, like, you know, they stream live concerts on their fucking channel for free. I mean, yes, it's from 10 years ago, but I hate to be a fucking dick about it, but their concert hasn't changed much <laughs> in the past 10 years. You know, so it just feels weird that they would charge so much. Um, you know, to say a hundred, and I can understand $20 a head. To get in the car, you know what I'm saying? I kind of understand that because it's it's more than just the it's more than just a movie, but to just oh, just, just, just smack you with 115 dollars per car, it's sort of I don't know. It's that's just that's just being greedy. That's overkill. And I mean, and I know Metallica already has enough uh, headache from the people who don't like them after the whole Napster thing years ago. So you know, as much as I love Metallica, mm, sorry, they're not getting my money on this one. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last thing before we get to fandom, we were saying we were talking about Kamala, Kamala, <laughs> the wrestler <laughs> from the 80s, uh, passed away. I mean, I, I don't mean to laugh or whatever, but uh, they said he had COVID. And I mind you, years ago he had had he had had bad diabetes, where like he didn't have either. They cut off both his legs, 
or at least like past just past his knees. Like he didn't have he didn't have lower legs because he had very very bad diabetes, and he caught COVID nineteen. And he was once again older guy, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes. You know, every every uh, checked off everything on the the high risk. You know, and he passed away. You know, and and it's one of those deals where like you look at it now, and like he was dressed like, and he he put on like paint, and like his thing was he was supposed to be like you know from Africa and all this stuff, and he was like a black guy from the south, or whatever. But you know, it's one of those deals where like they got away with that shit <laughs> in the eighties, where like you know it was not that I would say it was okay because it wasn't okay, but you know. Way before people got woke, <laughs> and you have a guy, you know, with like paint on his face and stuff like that, it's supposed to be like a witch doctor, and uh, you know, but you know, when you're seeing it as a kid, you know, you don't see it as like you know this horrible, evil, racist thing. It's just a character, and you know, and I I liked Kamala, and he was an entertaining character, so um, you know, it, it 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 you know, you do feel like a little another part of your childhood dies when he passed away, but uh, rest in peace, uh, Kamala. All right, so let's get to the Fandom events, DC Fandom, which ironically enough, like a couple days before the Fandom, you know, they were hyping it up, and this is supposed to be even uh, on on your end during the Toonami, the past two weeks, Toonami were giving, they gave like four uh, Batman animated movies, uh, then DC, like they had a whole bunch of layoffs in, in their comic uh, division, and it was still kind of like, uh, they're still kind of curious on what, like where the movies are going, where the video games are going, and the funny thing is that most of the firings were from the comic division. And and don't be wrong, I love DC. I've always been more of a DC person than a Marvel person. Marvel makes more fantastic books. Like like Marvel makes great books, but they're not good with like keeping continuity. You know, they'll they'll reset a storyline ten fucking times. And don't be wrong, DC does a well. DC D, DC resets their whole continuity every couple of years, also. So you know there was like the new Fifty Two, and then there was just a regular Fifty Two, and then there was Rebirth, and 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 the multiverse, and so like don't get me wrong, DC is 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 guilty for that also. But at least DC, when they reboot, they re- reboot across the board. <laughs> uh, Marvel as you know, Marvel does make good comic books, but Marvel, you know, they sort of. You know, a line will just you know start all over again, or they'll go, oh no, this is uh, this isn't Spider-Man, this is, this is Ultimate Spider-Man, or this is uh, uh, a spectacular Spider-Man, this is you know your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It's like how many fucking Spider-Man yeah. books do we need? But then again, mm-hmm. DC does that with with Batman also. So like you know, there's like ten different Batman books. That being said, there were major layoffs. All oddly enough, all like in the comic section, not really in the video games or 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 or, or or movie section, but uh, and once again, it was sort of just because they had all these books all over the place, you know, and 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 starting books, and then they started this. Remember there was a there was like a controversy from a while back where there, there was like a comic book where you could see like Bruce Wayne's dick and stuff yeah. like that. So they were you know like that was called oh, shit like DC Dark or whatever, and it's like you know comic books are already expensive as it is. Like you know you you could easily spend four bucks on a comic book. You know, and now they want fourteen dollars for a comic book. You know, to see fucking Bruce Wayne's dick. I'm not gonna pay fourteen dollars to see Bruce Wayne's dick. You know, oh, but it's on quality paper and all this shit. I'm like, you know, just fucking tell a good story, and we'll worry about that. You know, you could put it on fucking toilet paper. Tell me a good fucking story. Um, so okay, from the announcements, it was plenty of 
announcements from Rocksteady and then Rocksteady North. Now, just to make it clear, Rocksteady is the original one, and they're based out of um, England. Then there's Rocksteady North, which is based out of Canada. Rocksteady North is sort of the... Rocksteady North, the one based out of Canada, is the one that it ain't that great. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, Rocksteady gave us the Batman Arkham games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham uh, Arkham Knight, the good ones. <laughs> uh, Rocksteady North gave us, uh, you know, Batman Arkham, the Blackgate, whatever the fuck it was called. That was like a that was one for the PSP when the PSP was still a fucking thing. Um, I think they did one or two others, and then they also did Arkham Origins, which a lot of people I feel would agree with me that Arkham Origins was the worst Arkham game. Um, I mean, they're all good, but uh, of the four, uh, Arkham Origins was the worst. Um, so Gotham Knights is being done by Rocksteady North, so I'm a little worried about that. They um, and and the funny thing is when you watch Arkham Knights. Uh, and oddly enough, it's not connected to the Arkham universe. No, but it certainly looks like it is. <laughs> you know, and it's it's a story where it's sometime in the future where Batman is is quote unquote gone. I don't think he's necessarily dead. He may be dead, or he may have faked his death, or whatever the case may be. You know, obviously, I think you know they, they'll probably bring back Batman in some sort of funky DLC. But it's it's uh, Robin, Batgirl, Red Hood. And Red Robin, which is one you know the you know one of the other Robins. Oh, you mean the restaurant? <laughs> oh. And uh, so it, you know it's a uh, you know it's basically everyone who's not Batman. It's you know it's all the people of the Batman family, except Batman proper. Um, the gameplay uh, they had shown a little bit of the gameplay, and they had sh- the scenes they had shown was a scene with uh, Batgirl fighting uh, Mister Freeze. And once again, it's not tied to the Arkham universe because in the in the Arkham games you 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 stop Mister Freeze and whatever. But it plays the same way. It's it's sort of a beat 'em up uh, button smasher. Now don't get me wrong, I love those games, but um, you know, and I like you know, in Arkham City, which was sort of like a, a cool like puzzle game and stuff. Like it had puzzle parts, and then it had battle parts, and then you know, then it had a lot of the the Batman lore. Like if you were a fan of the animated series, it was a lot of. Uh, Easter eggs, or they had like references to all these characters that from the from the animated series because it was uh, the writer of the game was Paul Dini, the like one of the head guys who fucking you know helped make Batman the animated series. So uh, once again, Ar- Gotham Knights, uh, it looks like one of the Arkham games, but it's not technically one of the Arkham games, but it's made by Rocksteady, who's made the Arkham games. So <laughs> um, I don't know. It looks okay. It looks good. Uh, you know. Um, I think I'm it's probably good, gonna get it. I, I think, yeah, I know you're gonna get it. I think it's, I think it's a good concept. I mean, you kind of want to play as as somebody outside of Batman at, at this point. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, if, I mean, if Batman if, is like the if Batman is like the ultimate guy, and you you know, it's almost like you know, he's at the point where he's like Superman, where he's like he's totally unbeatable. Then you play everyone else that's not Batman, that sort of has flaws and. and you know. You know, keep in mind there'll probably be a DLC where I, I wouldn't even say Batman. I would say you'll probably get Batwoman. You'll probably get. Um, I would like to see Bat Batwing. Batwing, yeah, Batwing. Night, Nightwing. No, 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 no. Nightwing's in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Nightwing's in it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you mean um, Batwing? That's is that that's the Black Batman, right? Or Mike? Correct. Mike. Okay. Yep. Well, 
Yeah, there's this there's this rumor going around that there might be a comic book series where Batman's black, and I'm just like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> but you know, there already is a black Batman, which is Batwing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that that was, I mean, technically that was supposed to be Batman's armor at one point. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's a whole Bat family, <laughs> basically. Yeah, exactly. And then you know whatever. So I'm sure you'll see that. I'm sure that. Batman's probably still alive because I mean it's the Court of Owls, so you know what I mean. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's gonna that that's gonna I mean, that's I, the I, bad I the big bad guys in this one in this one. Right. So I'm I'm not surprised. I I won't be surprised if that's that's where it's going. Where like you know Bruce Wayne destroyed everything, but before he you know destroyed everything, they swooped in and kidnapped him, and yeah. Know, He'll it'll end up coming back again, where he's he's safe, and I'm sure that he probably blew up his stuff because, well, he doesn't want him to get he doesn't want them to get any of their secrets. So yeah, and um, I and I bet like you know and now mind you I'm not gonna, I'm not the first person to say this, but I definitely agree with it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like Bruce Wayne will be part of the Court of Owls. Like he'll he'll be there, but he'll be like mind controlled, or he'll you know like you know he'll take off the mask and then you know, they'll take off the Court of Owls mask probably. and it's it's Bruce Wayne, you know. And, and keep in mind too, like there's also we'll probably get to this in a in a in a minute here, but you know people are comparing the new Batman suit to the Court of Owls and saying that you know maybe this Batman's actually part of. The Court of Owls, I don't know. It's, it's weird that they're making that comparison, but I can understand why they're trying to do that. Not the one in this video game, but the one for the Batman movie that's coming up. So um, that's that's going to be interesting. But um, that wasn't the only video game that was announced. The other one was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we're not going to get until 2022. They just gave us a cutscene out of the game but it's so weird and and I'll, I'll this kind of bleeds into something later on but you know I'll, um a lot of i've noticed they're borrowing a lot from the injustice video game and the injustice video game was you know where the you know the the superheroes you know they they turn super they turn superman evil and and or, or superman uh, you know superman gets tricked into killing fucking uh joker into killing the joker well, he doesn't get tricked. Well, he no. gets he gets he gets pissed because Joker kills Lois Lane. No, but that's the whole thing. Yeah. But I think yeah. But I, I, I can't. And I have the fucking game. But I think I think no. Wasn't it like he? And this is kind of not really a spoiler, but like he thinks he's killing the Joker, but he ends up killing Lois Lane or something to that effect. Um. Oh no. So he, if I remember the story correctly, he. Oh no, that's right. So it wasn't it wasn't Joker. So Joker gave him something that made him hallucinate and hallucinate and he ended up killing Lois and as a result Superman killed the Joker and then that's when it just it started to down spiral from there. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I, I can I'm sure it's probably something that involves that. Yeah. I mean it, it kind of makes sense because you could kind of connect this with the Injustice games, if you're doing it the way that I think they're doing it, because you know Harley Quinn does join Batman to help him, you know, stop Superman and all the other idiots. Yeah, and she looks so. like the Harley Quinn looks like 
it almost looks like the Harley. Well, I mean, the Harley Quinn from Injustice is because is there's a million. Like when you play Injustice, there's a million outfits. But yeah. the outfit that she's wearing looks like one of the outfits from the Injustice game. Right. You know, so, I mean, I'm not saying they're connected, but they're like, I guess there was enough people that played Injustice 2, I mean, and it's a great game, that I think they sort of, um, it's influencing. And then also, like, later on, I'll mention how it's also influencing the Suicide Squad movie. But, um, so, yeah, so, you know, there's a cutscene where it's, uh, you know, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Now here's now now mind you, the Gotham Knights is not an extension of the Arkham universe, but Suicide Squad is. Or at least that's that's what was announced. But one thing that doesn't make sense is that in the Arkham games, Deadshot is not white. I think Deadshot is like Spanish or something like that. But you know, in the Suicide Squad trailer, if you watch this one, Deadshot is black. And yeah. it's like, you know, and I guess maybe they're taking more after the movie, but if this is part of the Arkham universe, you know, and I hate to be that guy, <laughs> but Deadshot was in the, Deadshot was in one of the, in, in Arkham, either Arkham Origins or Arkham Knight, and he was a white guy. Or when I say white, I mean, you know, I, oh no, I'm sorry, no, Deadshot was in the first game, but long story short, the character was not black, I guess. And so... You know, it's one of those I, deals who, where who like, knows? We'll, yeah. we'll find out what it is. Who <laughs> or, they, knows? or they'll say, "Oh, this is a different dead shot." It's a, it's a different guy who has the exact same ability of being the perfect shot. But yeah, yeah so uh, you know, just I don't want to you know be one of those guys, but uh, just putting that putting that out there. He's um, being one of those guys. But they did have the cutscene where uh, you know they're they're like, "Oh, they're the targets. They're the targets," and you know, because you, you know they they get sent after they have to go and eliminate targets, or like Amanda Waller blows up the bombs in their head. Uh, they're obviously like slacking off. They were kind of hiding because it's like the middle of a fucking, uh, uh, brainiac invasion, you know, because you see the big brainiac ship in the background and stuff like that. And then Superman shows up. There's a helicopter crash and Superman shows up with the helicopter pilot in his hand. It looks like, you know, Superman, you know, uh, is rescuing the helicopter pilot. He looks at the suicide squad and then just fucking uses his laser vision and just fucking <laughs> turns the helicopter pilot to dust, uh, showing that, you know, Superman means business. And so, uh, you know, it is going to be interesting to see how, you know, Suicide Squad, which is like a guy that throws boomerangs, a girl that's a gymnast, a weird shark man, and a guy who could shoot really good <laughs> are going to fight fucking Superman. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, and it's, and it's says fight the Justice League. So, you know, not only do they got to fight Superman, I'm assuming we're going to see, uh, I mean, technically Batman is dead in the Arkham universe. But, you know, some version of Batman. But, you know, I mean, you know, there's still Wonder Woman. There's still Green Lantern. There's still Aquaman. There's still, you know, they're, they're fighting the whole Justice League. I mean, Superman may be the last one, but... You know, these guys, once again, Captain Boomerang just throws boomerangs. Harley Quinn is a gymnast. Uh, King Shark is just a big, muscular shark guy. Uh, Deadshot is just a guy who shoots well. They're going well, to fight the fucking Justice League, but... I mean, keep in mind, like, you got somebody like Death... You got somebody like Deadshot, mm-hmm. who could easily have, like, a kryptonite-laced bullet... True, true. And shoot, ...and shoot Superman, so... Uh, you know, let's 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 keep it real. I mean, I'm sure that they've they have or will be given something where they can kind of take out Superman because you can't just be like go kill Superman <laughs> when you can't kill Superman unless you have that. So, 
Yeah, who that's knows? true. Yeah, they make who it knows? And, and yeah, I, I, you know, now that you mentioned the whole Brainiac thing, like, I, I was a little confused by that because if it is in the if it is in the Injustice universe, like Superman was sent away at the end of the second Injustice, um, Batman is still alive, and you know they were just restarting. Like, it, I wouldn't say it's a new Justice League. It was something else. I can't remember what it was at the top. Off the top of my head, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it just... Uh, it's confusing if that's where they're trying to go with this. Yeah, I mean, the whole link to injustice is just sort of speculation. I mean, it could be just Brainiac shows up, and maybe Brainiac convinces the Justice League to turn evil. Or know? he control. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he takes control of them. Yeah, he shows up, and he's like, all right, I'm going to fucking turn, you know, your heroes against the world, and it'll help me, you know, just get this, you know, it'll help, you know, it'll help me with my goal by just decimating the whole fucking population, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still up in the air on exactly what the story is, but I mean, I'm just saying is that there, there seems to like, obviously there's this, I think a lot of people played injustice and it kind of got stuck in the back of their head. So, you know, cause I mean, not for nothing, even like the, 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 the ship looks like the ship from injustice, the, the brainiac ship, but that's just, yeah. you know, this is my opinion. Um, okay. Uh, those are the two games. There is the Suicide Squad movie being directed by uh, James Gunn, who, you know, during his brief his brief firing from Marvel Disney, <laughs> went over to DC and said, fuck you, I'm going to make Guardians of the Galaxy 3, except with the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not saying that he did that on purpose, but like when you watch this movie, when you look at the, the it was sort of like this little vignette of, of like behind the scenes of stuff and all the characters and stuff like that. It certainly has the feel of a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you know, where everything's just really fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, like, you know, there's like reality just thrown out the window. Um, you know, when you got characters like fucking Polka Dot Man and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and a couple other characters, but, you know, and, uh, I don't, I don't know what the continuity of this movie is, cause they're saying it's a 70s war movie, but then again, how the hell is Harley Quinn in it? Um, and who else did they bring it back? Oh, they bring it back, uh, well, with Captain Boomerang. So, I don't know if maybe, I think maybe they're saying a 70s war movie where, like, they mean, like, that's an influence. Like, it's gonna, you know, like, kinda has that real, like, gritty, you know, we're gonna attack people on the beach sort of thing vibe to it. But, um, it looks good. It has a million fucking people in it. Uh, you know, John Cena, Steve Davidson, uh, Dave Desmalchin, whatever the fuck his name is from a bunch of things. He was in Ant-Man and he was in, uh, well, he was technically in The Dark Knight. Um, uh, Flula Borg, the German comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Capaldi, the guy uh, from from Doctor Who, the old do- the old man who's doc- plays Doctor Who. There's like a million. I mean, you know, I'm not even exaggerating. There's like 16 or 17 fucking superheroes in this movie, and that's not even counting whoever they're supposed to be saving or killing or whatever. So, um, I think the bad guy right now is still or the person that they're supposed to be killing or fighting or whatever is still technically a mystery. So if there isn't enough fucking people, which just comes to prove that if it's a movie called the suicide squad, a lot of these motherfuckers ain't making it to the end. <laughs> if there's 16 or 17 people, maybe four will make it to the credits <laughs> alive. So, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's kind of fun when you think about it. Cause that means anybody could fucking go. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, Margot Robbie, I don't think, I, I, they're not going to kill Margot Robbie. Uh, they probably won't kill, like, Idris Alba or. Oh, no, they uh, won't do that. No, no, you no. You know, but, you know, 
you know, but other than that, everyone else is like, <laughs> we're expendable. Yeah, everyone, yeah, and that, exactly. That's the yeah. It's, you chose the perfect word. Yeah, like it reminds me of the Expendables movie. You know, um, so it looks good. James Gunn's behind it, you know, and it's funny how like you know he's promoting all this shit, and then like the minute that movie comes out, he's running back to Disney to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yep. Um, yeah, that Disney check doesn't bounce, but it's gonna be funny. Like you know, he's probably gonna do a he probably that movie's probably going to do well for DC and then they're going to be stuck without him. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, okay. Wonder Woman 84. I mean, it really isn't much to say about Wonder Woman 84. You know, it looks good. Um, just Snyder cut. They, they showed a, a trailer, a brief, uh, sort of trailer about the Snyder cut. Um, they, you know, they, they had announced that they are not using any of the Joss Whedon footage, which is sort I... of, you know, interesting. Is it true that it's uh, like four one-hour like kind of episodes? Yeah, I think they're gonna yeah they're gonna split it up into like into because remember when when this was announced years ago it was supposed to be two movies. It was supposed to be wasn't it supposed to be like three like the Snyder cut was supposed to be like three and a half hours or something? Yeah, it was supposed it was supposed to be well it was supposed to be two movies where the first movie had Steppenwolf. And then, you know, then, you know, when they beat Steppenwolf, you know, you know, the portal opens and you see fucking, you know, uh, Darkseid and it's like, oh shit, you know, that, you know, you know, like, you know, I'm going to get you for killing my nephew, you know? <laughs> so, right. uh, so, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, Steppenwolf was the bad guy, the first one, and then Darkseid was supposed to be, you know, where like there was hints of Darkseid in the first one, you know, uh, like in the, um, like when he has the, uh, the nightmare and they go to the, the world, the, they go to, where you see all the mega symbols and the, and the parademons and shit like that, you know, and Darkseid was supposed to be just like, you know, the boogeyman in the background. And then, you know, at the end of the movie, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever he comes out and, you know, I'll get you, you know, and then there was supposed to be part two. Uh, but, uh, you know, when, then when Joss Whedon took over, they just let it be Steppenwolf. And so, uh, for it to be four, four one hour chunks, I mean, yeah, like, cause the original, the original plan was supposed to be, it was supposed to be two movies, which would have been four hours anyway. So, you know, um, I'm all up for it. You know, it's interesting. Like, I don't know, like, because they said they're not going to shoot anything with live action. But, I mean, it's like, how do you not shoot? On, I mean, maybe they have enough. Maybe they, you know, like what we, maybe we only saw just a portion uh, of, of of the reshoots. And maybe they had plenty of stuff already saved on film where they can kind of composite together. Where it's all special effects and stuff like that, and 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 take one scene and mix it with another, and kind of put that together. But um, you know, it's really it's really interesting. Pardon me. It's really interesting what they're. You know, I'm really curious on what they're going to do with We're it. We're almost done, Chris. Don't almost worry. done. I'm sorry. I, I kind of got hopped up in the beginning on energy drink, and now I'm fucking crashing. Um. So you know the the Snyder cut. Once again, they said they're not going to touch. They're not going to use one fucking frame of Joss Whedon's uh, um, footage, which is it sounds really petty the way they announced it. They didn't have to announce it that way, but um, you know, I, I guess you know, and it feels weird because I mean, imagine you started working on a project and then someone took over. I mean, you probably get a little snippy about it also, but you know, I mean, you you and a Joss, it's a fucking paycheck. You can't get mad at Joss Whedon for taking over the project. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you well, know, and and you know, it's you threw him to the wolves, so to speak. So he had to take whatever whatever Warner Brothers wanted him to do in the first place, and yeah, chop, and you know what I mean, do it his way. And honestly, you know, between you and me, I think 
had Josh Whedon had uh, had done this from the start, it would have mm-hmm. been a lot better. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, I I don't I don't fault him for that. I've you know, it, it kind of annoys me that like you know every once in a while you hear that Josh Whedon, like um, what was it? Cyborg, the guy that played Cyborg was complaining that he was an asshole or something to him. Yeah. And I'm like, and then like a ton of people came out and were like, uh, no, <laughs> no, Josh Whedon doesn't do that. So I don't know. I, I don't know why that why that came out, but. I mean, not for, I heard the opposite. I mean, and, I, and it was from like Kevin Smith. Though Kevin Smith was like, he goes, "Look, I'm totally just going by third party." Because he heard, he heard the opposite that there were a lot of people who agreed with Ray Fisher, the guy who played Cyborg, and said that Joss Whedon was a bit of a dick, <laughs> and, and like sort of just you know, hey, you know, and also I mean, keep keep in mind also that Ray Fisher is not a Hollywood actor. Ray Fisher comes from the world of Broadway. And, and 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 music musicals and plays and stuff like that. So maybe he's a bit more of a, a prima donna. <laughs> maybe probably you know maybe he's not you know maybe Hollywood you know in Hollywood you get treated like shit. They don't kiss your ass and you know so I mean I, I think it's you know I, I, it could be a two way street there. But even Kevin Smith heard that like you know Joss Whedon was a bit of an asshole. Uh, but once again you know it's also coming down to coming from a guy who this Hollywood isn't his main. Uh, how he's not what he's known for, which but this makes me very curious that now they did announce a Flash movie, and and they said uh, the two things was that uh, both Michael Keaton's going to be in it and uh, Ben Affleck, which is really interesting, you know, uh, being that you know they're going to tell the Flashpoint story or a version of the Flashpoint story, you know, proving that there's a multiverse. Or, or bringing the bringing the multiverse into the DC world because they haven't they never really addressed it in any of the other movies. So I mean now they addressed it in the TV series. Yeah, yeah, they did on the TV series. Which also remember, you know, DC series the the Flashpoint and the TV series had uh, references to the Michael Keaton Batman. So this will this will be the, the you know this movie will be the one where. It connects everything. It connects the TV shows. It connects the movies. They, they, they didn't. I don't think they said anything this time. But they also. But during when they were doing, uh, doing it in the TV series, um, and what's his name showed up, um, they did say that. Oh yeah, the Flash from this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they did say that the TV Flash would show up in the movie. So we'll, we'll see how that goes too. Yeah, but I mean, this will be. I mean, that's a, not to. Shit on the TV shows, but like to people, it doesn't exist unless it happens in a movie. <laughs> so you know, this will be like the this will be like the one proving. Let me, let me remind you of something. There are two things that DC does well: animated movies mm-hmm. and uh, animated not animated movies and live action TV series. That's what people say. Yeah. So I mean, there's exceptions to that, but. That's that's what a lot of people say about DC these days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Wonder Woman has done well by itself. Aquaman has done well by itself. Shazam did pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm sure like a sequel would probably be better. But, you know, do you understand what I'm saying, though? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say, yeah. Uh, well, the two things here. Uh, they did announce just the name. Of the black of the excuse me of the Shazam sequel, which is going to be called Shazam: Twilight of the Gods, and then also, and I, I forgot I even I forgot to even put this in my notes, and I'm glad you mentioned it now. Black Adam, The Rock. Yeah. 
I mean, they kind of just showed us drawings and stuff like that, concept art, once again, just because, you know, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic and, you know, um, but, you know, it, you know, and it's weird. All of these movies are connected, you know, the from, from you yep. know, the Suicide Squad, Shazam to Black Adam, you know, they're, you know, the, the, the fixed version of the Snyder Cut, all of these movies. And now, you know, if they do the Flash movie that incorporates a TV show is now technically all the TV shows are connected. You know, the TV shows are connected to the universe, which I mean, with the multiverse, even like, you know, in theory means like, like even like Linda Carter's fucking wonder woman is part of the multiverse you know what i'm saying it's just one of the worlds of one of the many worlds you know and and, I, and adam west batman is part of the multiverse and i, I kind uh, of I, I kind of hope that they'll do a green arrow movie at some point too because i think they need to do that as well um yeah i think you know once they get down uh, you know <laughs> you know they still have suicide squad and wonder woman and Shazam and aquaman 2 and <laughs> there's a lot on their plate but yeah i see what you're saying I think I think it's it's well deserved. So I mean I mean and then obviously we have I think that the the last thing you haven't talked about is well I was saving the bigger the biggest one for the last which was right. the Batman movie. Um oh real quick you know actually before I get to the Batman movie I just want to reference real quick that the in the Suicide Squad movie the live action one I forgot to mention this uh Margot Robbie is wearing as her Harley Quinn character uh, a motorcycle jacket outfit, or an outfit that looks like someone on a motorcycle would wear, and that is definitely an outfit from Injustice Two. Yeah. So, so uh, once again, you know, Injustice Two is, you know, it's funny this game that's like a stupid fighting game that, well, not stupid, but you know what I mean. Like it, 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 it didn't get the the press and push that it should have gotten, but it's obviously showing a lot of influence because once again, it's it's, it's like showing up another. In other yep. media, exactly. Yeah. Um. But okay, the big announcement, the big, well, not big. We knew it was coming, but uh, the big reveal was the Robert Pattinson, the Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, sort of weird because of all these other movies that are in continuity. This is out of continuity. This is going to be up there with like the Joker movie, where it's its own thing and not necessarily connected to the to the universe. Uh, Matt Reeves, the guy who gave us the reboot of the Planet of the Apes trilogy. And that being said, he gave us the whole fucking Planet of the Apes trilogy. There's no way he's making this movie without there being a three-movie plan in his head. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I yeah. feel in my heart, heart, I mean, if it, I mean, once again, if it doesn't do well, it'll probably be just limited to the one movie. But I think Matt Reeves and especially Hollywood being the way it is and sequels and everything like that. And if, if you have a, if you have a, a successful, uh, property, you're going to beat it into the ground. I have a feeling and I trust him enough. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of those new Planet of the Apes movies, but they're good movies, you know, and, and, and so I think in his mind, this is the new Batman Begins. The way Christopher Nolan, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't like Batman Begins. I, you know, I love The Dark Knight. I think The Dark Knight is one of the best movies ever fucking made. You know, there's like top ten best movies ever made. Um, so this is his Batman Begins. This is his, um, you know, where it, it's probably not going to be the best Batman movie, or, or you know, and and it, and it definitely won't be the best one of his trilogy. But I have a feeling that you know, and I and I like where it's going. You know, it has the Riddler, and and you know, they show the Riddler. Um, well, they show like this weird serial killer guy with like duct tape all over his face. I don't know if necessarily that's the Riddler. Um, 
but uh they're you know they're 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 they should have a bunch of question marks in the in the it's trailer the it's the riddler yeah um they had colin farrell as the penguin did the, you see the the picture that's going around though where if you um i can't remember what the actor's name is but colin farrell looks like a certain actor and they're like why didn't you just get that actor and you wouldn't even have to put makeup on colin <laughs> farrell well, he kind so, of. Um, it's on my it's on my Facebook profile if you look it up. Oh, okay. Well, he kind of looks like Val Kilmer. I mean, that's which would have been funny if they got Val Kilmer, who was once a, a Batman. Um, but then again, Val Kilmer can't speak anymore, so. Uh, I find it I find it really interesting that this Batman, they flat out just were like, oh, this is another Batman in another universe, and then they were just like, oh, by the way, there's no Joker. I'm like. Well, okay. there's there's no Joker yet, and then once again, if you watch the fucking commercial, I mean, or, 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 or the cheetah trailer, when he's beating up those those gang members, the gang members have con makeup on. So, and and don't get me wrong, I'll be more than happy if they do another Batman, if they could do another ten Batman movies without a Joker. We've got we've had the Joker five fucking times in the past ten years or whatever. Oh, I see you're talking about Richard Kind, yeah, yeah. But Richard Kind, <laughs> Richard Kind is always this nice old man, you know. Uh, but yeah, I see. Yeah, that Richard Kind looks like uh, the Colin Farrell uh, Penguin. Um, yep. But um, uh, back to what I was saying. Uh, the oh shit, I lost my tra- I lost track of what I was saying. Well, so so the the one thing that you bring that up, which is interesting, because that's kind of a reference to. Uh, if you remember the animated series Batman Beyond, um, there wasn't a Joker. Yeah, there were the Jokers. The yeah, the Jokers. So it, it could be interesting to be like, oh, well, here's this game called the Jokers, and there's not really anybody in charge. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah, just sort so, of a bunch of people with a theme. <laughs> so that I mean, th- there's that. I mean, that's that's an interesting one, and you know, uh, I I don't know, man, I. I I like certain parts of the bat suit, but I'm just kind of like I'm I'm not. But see, like well, one this is supposed to be what they're what they're calling year two Batman, where it's it's Batman just when he's like starting to get his shit together. It's not okay. year. There's year one Batman, and remember you just you, the the tsunami had <laughs> the cartoon the other day, Batman Year One, where you know it's it's him just getting into becoming Batman and like, it's still like Lieutenant Gordon instead of commissioner Gordon. And, and like, this is like year two where like, you know, he's finally convinced the, the Gotham PD where, you know, you know, he, he can go and actually go into a crime scene without them arresting him. (laughs) Exactly. And, and help, you know, he can help be a detective, um, you know, for the GCPD and stuff like that. And, and so it's, you know, it's, I, I guarantee you that, like, you know, okay, the suit doesn't look that great. If Matt Reeves gets a chance to make a second one, it's going to look better. And, you know, like, I think Matt Reeves is playing the long game on this one. And it's sort of like, the- start with a cheesy looking suit so you can get to the fucking, you know. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I noticed, and maybe it was just me, but I, I felt like this Batman was taking place in, like, Europe. I mean, obviously, it's being, it was being shot in Europe, but, like, from the voices that were in it so far like i was just like huh well gotham was always supposed to be you know gotham was always supposed to be a a combination of chicago and new york and like that being like new england you know where you know like you know it's northeast united states and you know i mean there's people who come from england 
to, <laughs> from England to New England, you know. So I, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, just sort of has, uh, you know, uh, I see what you're saying. Yes, it was shot. It was definitely it was shot in England. Uh, but I think it's sort of, you know, they they wanted the look of a city that wasn't New York and wasn't Chicago. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this this one turns out. And I, I mean, I'll give it a chance, but I'm I'm kind of. I guess I'm not sold on it yet. I, I put my trust in Matt Reeves. That's the whole thing. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Robert Pattinson and everything like that, but I think Matt Reeves, he's playing the long game on this one. And I, and, and, and so I'm willing to sit back and like give this one, give this one, you know, give it, watch it and hopefully enjoy it. And then like, you know what? Then when we get to another movie and it's going to get even better. And then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of hope that this, I mean, they don't do the whole, I kind of like what they did, like what, Marvel did with their Avengers version of Spider-Man. I I kind of want them to do the same thing with this Batman, where they're like, "Yes, his family died, but we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to go straight into this." Oh yeah, and that's what this is. I mean, uh, hopefully we're not. Yeah, we're not going to get another fucking you know Martha (laughs) scene or or you know in Crime Alley with the parents and stuff like that. Hopefully we'll just jump right into. I, I kind of feel bad for like the Joker movie because I'm just like, how the hell do you put that? Where are you gonna put that Joker? And you know what I mean? Like you already have a Joker in the uh, the Snyder universe, so to speak. You already have you. You're not gonna have a Joker with this Matt Reeves one. So it's like, yeah. I mean, well, if you really want to push the issue, you know, remember in the Joker movie, he sees he sees Bruce Wayne as a kid. So you can't technically have if you really want to force the issue and make say these movies are connected, you know he can. You can say that it was the first Joker, and then there's another Joker. Yeah, well, I mean, basically. yeah, just saying, yeah, just like you know, uh, you know that you know this is you know that you know, that Joaquin Phoenix visited Robert Pattinson as a child, <laughs> you know, and there was a joke, be- and then now now we're seeing the next generation of that gang of being the of the Joker, you know, the Jokers. Where you know they're 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 where you know, you know that, that, that Joaquin Phoenix ma- magically disappears. That fits you, now. You got to have a mystery with the Joker. He disappears, yep. but his 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 legacy lives on, and there's gang members trying to emulate that by putting on clown makeup and being. That makes sense now. That hmm. would make sense because at the in that movie, people were you know emulating the Joker and killing other people and whatever else. So. Yeah, I mean that would be. I mean, you could make that connection. Yeah, I think, if they so. really wanted to, yeah, they can yeah. they can force those movies to to fit together. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, you know, and then I think one of the things everyone is also super excited about, not super excited, you know, finally we got to see when Batman takes off his mask. Yes, he does have eye makeup on. <laughs> yes, he does look like a member of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing that online too, and I'm just like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Simmer down. It's fine. Nobody needs to. You don't need to be whatever. You're, you're good. <laughs> um. The the one thing that I'll say real quick too is people have been making the comparison of, um, him, <laughs> like they, they were already saying that Robert Pattinson would probably be a better Terry McGinnis, but mm-hmm. they were comparing the fact that he has long hair in this trailer to being like, oh shit, he looks more like. Terry McGinnis still, and it's just like, okay, all right. <laughs> so yeah, and once know. again, I think because remember Robert Pattinson, there was a little controversy where he's like, I'm not gonna work out for this movie, 
And he had said something to that effect. And, you know, because, you know, the people, the guys who do the fucking Marvel movies, you know, get the fucking super shredded. And I think, once again, Matt Reeves is playing the long game where Robert Pattinson is average. And I say average for Hollywood because he's in, he's in incredible shape. But, I mean, he's quote-unquote average in this movie. And then, as you give him more of a reason to have fucking drive and vengeance and all this other shit, you know... By the next movie, he'll be a little more fucking Buff. jacked up, you know, and then, you know, by the yeah. third movie, he'll be fucking a rock, you know, he'll be like a, you know, he'll look like the rock, you know, he could fight Black Adam and shit like that. And so, you know, I, I, once I, 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 there's a long con here. There's a long game. <laughs> there's a long game here being played by Matt Reeves. And so once again, this is the, this is the, the first, this is the Batman Begins, and I and I put it like that because for me I didn't necessarily like Batman Begins. Like I saw it and I was like, ah, eh, whatever, you know. But then Dark Knight, and then the fun, you know, Dark Knight was so good. I go back and I appreciate Batman Begins. So well, I think this this you know Matt Reeves is playing that game where he's gonna make a the part two is gonna be even better, and hopefully he'll he'll break the cycle and make part three even better. You know, so, right. you know, that we'll go back and watch the movie and like, like, oh man, I didn't really like the Batman, but now that we're, you know, now that I've seen the Batman part three, you know, the Joker's revenge or whatever the fuck it's going to be called, you know, <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, it was so fucking good, you know, so I don't know. Uh, that's once you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably being way too optimistic about it, but you know, I mean, I don't have much in this world, so don't take this away from me. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I think we've said everything so yeah we beat in everything to a pulp so let's wrap this up that's, that's what, what she, she said. said please visit two strangers one podcast.net or dot com you can find links to all things show related you can find links to our itunes page so if you have an iphone an ipad or ipod uh who does people do people still have ipods but i guess i don't know but if they don't you can still buy them. <laughs> oh that's right so you can subscribe to this podcast there on itunes or if that's how you get your uh, your your podcast. If you don't have any of those devices, you have an Android device, you can find us on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Uh, where you can put on Listen Later and available offline. So when you're out and about, you know, I mean, I know we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but if you're cleaning your house or whatever, you don't want to kill your data and you don't want to kill your battery, you can listen to them uh, that way. You just get them on your Wi-Fi. Uh, and... Uh, Every podcast worth listening to is on iTunes. You know, you got Kevin Smith's Modcasts. You got, uh, I don't know, who's, I'm trying to think what other, you know, Serial, all those other podcasts. And, of course, Paul's other baby, the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You mean Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes anymore. Oh, excuse me. Wow, Jesus, that's how old I am. Apple Podcasts. And, and well, you're tired. I'll, I'll forgive you today. <laughs> um, and then, Or you can go right to the source uh, um, and download them directly from our SoundCloud, the, the, our main hosting site, SoundCloud. I make all the available, all the episodes available for download. Uh, if you want to write to the show, you want to curse me out and say what a horrible, disgusting human being that I am, uh, like our mega fan Oscar, and I check that he has not written the show. He has fallen into uh, the last. COVID. Yeah, the last time he wrote us was April twenty seventh. Um, but if you want to write into the show, you can do so at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. That's two strangers one podcast all spelled out at gmail.com. Uh, let me see. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at stranger podcasts. Um, 
you know, really nothing there. I think it's just a, it just rebroadcasts all our, all our Facebook posts. Um, we want your money. We need your money. And, and until I get out of this fucking depression, <laughs> whatever the fuck's going on in my life, and I set up a, 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 a Patreon or an OnlyFans or one of those deals. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, I have... Okay, because like I said, I follow a lot of like Instagram models and stuff like that. I'm not gonna lie, I signed up for two OnlyFans. Um, this girl, Soft Queen or some shit like that, and this other one, Barbie Chuleta, uh, Barbie Chula, excuse me, Barbie Chula. But Barbie Chula is uh, like uh, in Spanish, there's a phrase Papi ch- Papi chu- Papi Chulo, and so she. Papi Chula, but my Barbie Chula. It's a long. It's it's this girl. She's like Italian and Spanish, and she's really hot. And I follow her on Instagram, and I've I've interacted with her a couple times on Instagram and stuff like that. She's a very sweet person, but like I went on her OnlyFans, and I'm not gonna lie. You want to call me a fucking simp or whatever the case may be, you know? And it was like six bucks or something like that. Um, like it's a lot of racy pictures, but no real nudity. And I'm sort of like. Now, mind you, this is a, a subscription service, so I set it up so I only have the one month, and because you know, had, had you know, once again, it's one of those deals. Like, yes, I could go and go online and see naked people anywhere, but you know, once you get to know somebody like online, like a persona, and you interact with them, uh, you know, the, who doesn't want to see someone naked? Um, but she's not naked. Like, oh, she'll wear like something like she'll wear like a mesh top, and you can see the nipples through the mesh top, but you can't, you know. I want to see titties. And so, uh, uh, you know, and the, the soft queen, well, that one has nudity and has sex. Once she's not as famous, so whatever. And, uh, she's like a foot fetish person, which I'm not a foot fetish guy, but I was curious in hers because she looks like Ray from the, the Force Awakens. And she's done a couple of porns where she's, she's doing porn dressed up like Ray from the Force Awakens from, from Star Wars. So that's, that's how she caught my eye. And once again, that, that one was like 10 bucks a month or whatever. And I'm not gonna, like, it was, she was sexy and everything like that. Um, I'm not gonna continue to give this person money. I, I, I sort of also just did it just to see what the experience is like, was like. But, um, you know, I mean, once it, once one had porn, one didn't have porn. Like, OnlyFans is always like what you decide to put on there. Um, but like, you know, for both of them, you know, I could see porn for free. You know, it was just curious on, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, it was nice to see the, the Star Wars porn. Um, but, you know, it's sort I'm of shaking my head at you right now. It's, what they, it's what they bring to the table, you know, saying, and, you know, I'm not going to pay to see <sighs> racy photos. If I can see people fucking a woman get two dicks up the ass and two dicks in the pussy at the same time, you know, why am I paying to see a girl's, you could kind of see her nipple through her, like, fishnet. Uh, you know, uh, top or whatever. So, um, so you know, I was curious. So what? I, I spent you know sixteen bucks. I learned I learned something about myself. Uh, <laughs> and okay, so we want your money. We need your money until I can set up an only. And trust me, if I do an OnlyFans, you're gonna see my nuts. You're gonna see everything. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you know right up, right up front. You know, you wanna see these nuts. Um. But you can uh, support us by liking and sharing us on Facebook, liking sharing this page, liking sharing our, our, our this particular episode. Just go to facebook.com, Facebook slash Two Strangers One Podcast, all spelled out. Uh, and of course, anything that's not available on our SoundCloud or or 
or Apple Podcasts, it's going to be all the old episodes, uh, six to seven years worth of episodes, are all available on our YouTube page. Just go on YouTube, search for Two Strangers Love Podcast. We haven't we haven't gotten enough subscribers to earn the 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 like YouTube.com slash Two Strangers Love Podcast. Um, but uh, we have you know you can go and search you can you know which would be great if you want to subscribe to that so we can get subscribers so we can uh, get those numbers up also and uh, you can find that you can find on that on our youtube page you can find links to my audiobook odd i see itself on the road which is basically my second novel um there's a computer that reads it to you but it does have music and stuff like that uh you can find three albums worth of music from my my music persona xlnyc and i think that's it yeah i can ask the floor to you sir yeah enough about you um <laughs> so you can find me on twitter at paul Pascrillo. you can email me paul Pascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com and you can uh, follow me on instagram instagram.com slash paul Pascrillo. so yeah uh-huh. all right that was quick <laughs> i i'm i'm that quick Nikki. <laughs> um well we certainly hope you guys had as much fun listening as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Why? You should be fapping. Get Chris laid. <laughs> now. To this wet ass pussy. <laughs> so he doesn't have to go on the OnlyFans. Oh my God. Show my nuts on OnlyFans. You're going to get what you pay for, you know? Uh, nobody wants to pay for that. Um, <laughs> Six bucks a month. Right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist, I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. <laughs> Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. 
But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up. Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. That's, I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it still. Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on. Come I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know, you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you.